1: My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored once again by your wise decision to tune in and invest yourself today. Uh, as always, we have our co-host, Princess Alessandra. She's going to make absolutely no effort whatsoever to not interrupt us, but we'll soldier through anyway. Today, uh, as always, we feature people who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it. And today we have somebody I've wanted to speak with for uh, more than a minute now. It's just a matter of making schedules align. So today we have with us Jocelyn Stahoviak, if I pronouncing that correctly. And uh, she is uh, the creator of the Game Changer Academy. So she has quite a story, and we're going to let her tell it. Jocelyn, welcome aboard.
2: Hi, Uh Nice to meet everybody who is listening. And um, Adam, thank you for having me on here. Yes, I am so happy that our schedules aligned and that we can hop on together. Um, But yes, I am the CEO and the founder of Game Changer Academy. I am super passionate about what I do and how I help people. I work primarily with people who are stressed out and workaholics, and we help them, yes, transform their body, but also transform their life their mindset, their identity, so that they can live that best version of themselves. You know, the the version of yourself that when you go to bed at night and you kind of close your eyes and you're sleeping and you're thinking (laughs) about that right before you go to bed, that version, because of that version, when you are the happiest and healthiest version of you, you're producing the best kind of impact in this world.
1: Yeah, certainly. So beyond that, um, how else does your work make the world a better place for all of us, your clients, your customers, the world at large?
2: Oh, gosh. Hard to kind of pinpoint one thing, but just kind of taking it one individual at a time. I mean, in a perfect world, I would love to be able to help everybody, but I do believe that there is a coach for everybody, but not any coach could coach everybody. And I take it one individual at a time. I work with stressed out, busy people, because if we can just become the best version of ourselves, we're doing better things with our lives. We're helping more people. We are giving back to this world.
1: Absolutely. So in your own words, what is it you actually do? I picked up your brand and I picked up that you coach people um, in health stuff. But if you can narrow that down for us.
2: Yes. So it's a a full fitness transformation um, from the Mm -hmm. nutrition to the workouts, but even more so in the mindset as well, which is a largely overlooked area when it comes to transforming your body, right? learning how to shift your identity and your belief system to being that best version of yourself that's the fittest version of yourself who has a healthy relationship with food and who really just loves themselves as an individual.
1: In your experience, what are some of the FAQs the frequently asked questions? I can think of a thousand, but just tell us a few (laughs) that you get from folks who see what you're doing and are considering possibly working with you.
2: Gosh, I always get um, asking about if I'm a personal trainer. I'm not a personal trainer. I don't work in person. Everything I do Uh is strictly online. And honestly, if you've ever worked with a personal trainer, this is not a knock on personal trainers at all, but... At a certain point, they're just watching you work out. You need more than the fitness. You need to also know how to understand nutrition and how to make it work for you. You need the structure around that. So that's exactly what I do. I provide personalized programming and tailor-made programs that really help people create, yes, that structure, but also to make it integrate into their lifestyle, not the other way around.
1: Yeah. What, do you, what are a couple of things you wish people would ask?
2: Um, uh, what do I wish people would ask? Gosh, um I guess it would be more so like asking themselves because I like to dig really deep into the deep motivation behind why transforming your life is important in your body. So I always would love for someone to come to the call or talking to me, already mm-hmm. asking themselves these questions. What like what is it that's important to me about hitting like your goal? What is your most deepest most important goal that you have. Uh, the second question is, am I coachable? You know, am I coming to this as like a know-it-all mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be like, no, we got to do it exactly this way. Or are you going to come from a place of beginnership and learn? And yeah. then also, you know what is my ultimate goal? Like if you could imagine six months from now, let's say, and you could be exactly where you want to be, what would it look like for you? Not just physical, not just your body, but your energy, your mental state, your emotional state? What is that best version? And get really, really clear on that, because that's what I help people achieve.
1: Yeah. I mean, my own journey, uh, it actually started just about a year ago. First of all, Mm -hmm. um, as a result of uh, me screwing around on Tinder, I ended up uh, meeting a woman, (laughs) believe it or not. And uh, that one didn't last very long, but something about the experience uh, lit up a fuse inside me that hadn't been uh, even sparking for about 10 years at that point. So the direction I actually went uh, began with uh, a personal rebranding. I hated everything about my wardrobe. I think you made an illusion either earlier in this conversation or perhaps in the green room about how when people go shopping for their clothing and they often hate it because they go to places and they just can't find anything that fits. You know, I was... I was shocked. uh I was uh, 43 years old when I discovered no 44 when I discovered for the first time that it's actually a thing to buy jeans off the rack and then have them tapered. <sighs> I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. So uh yeah. So so I so I went through so I went through that everything with the uh with yeah. the color analysis and I discovered that mm-hmm. I'm what's called a summer. Or however that came out, and then uh, and <laughs> he got done, really into it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and then went and then went through about thirty-five different measurements. One of which is I found mm-hmm. out that uh, I am a broad-shouldered man, and I mean literally because my shoulders are four inches wider than they're supposed to be if I was perfectly symmetrical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, she, I think she did about twenty-eight or thirty different measurements. I have the book in the other room, and one of them was not the waist. Oh, really? that's, the, that's, the, that's the first thing that people are trained to measure is like, well, what's your yeah. waist size? And even with the way clothing is designed, it's really not consistent. One brand's 36 is another brand's 32. Uh, so then people go shopping places and then they wonder why it is that they can't seem to find anything that fits them properly. And they don't have even the background to find things that fit their body shape. And then they talk about ideal body shape. But what is that for you? The ideal body
2: shape?
1: I, I mean, just in general, I'm asking that rhetorically. Uh, oh, yes. I, I mean, some. I, I mean, to oversimplify and correct me if I'm mistaken mm-hmm. here, because you're the subject matter expert. Some people are just simply not designed to be skinny.
2: Oh, yes, there are different types of body types, and I will say that um, you know every body type is beautiful, and mm-hmm. there is a healthy version of your body type. Um, you know, some people are naturally very lean, very skinny and body typing or somatotype, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's one of the th- things
1: we did, the somatotype. Yeah. Yes.
2: So I, I don't really like to put anybody in a specific box per se. Mm. But it does say a lot about how your body works down to a hormonal level. And yeah. for for example, if someone there's um ectomorph mesomorph and endomorph ectomorphs are those very lean people endomorphs are on the opposite side of the spectrum and mesomorphs are in between um an endomorph you know someone who might have trouble losing body fat ectomorph has trouble gaining muscle mass and endomorph, when we look at their hormones and why they're struggling to lose body fat it's often because they have a higher sensitivity to things like insulin insulin yeah You know, it is in relation to carbs. These are the people that tend to do really great on low carb diets, things like that. That's because or low GI diets, I should say specifically. But that's just because when insulin is circulating through your blood, then your body is no longer in a fat burning state. It's now in a storage state. So if you have a high yeah. sensitivity to that, you're having insulin more frequently in your bloodstream. And of course, then uh-huh. it's going to be hard for you to lose body fat. The reverse could be said, I could go into everybody, but I'm not going to waste too yeah. much time. But as you can see, I, I know a lot about this. And I will say that there is a healthiest version of your body type, somatotype. And and you really cannot switch from like one body type to another one, unless you have like surgery, of course, but that's not natural. So the healthiest way, you cannot really change the shape of your body. It's necessarily just like your bone structure because you can't really change your bone structure.
1: Right, right, right. Now, I've heard the whole thing that the idea of being big boned is a myth, but I don't think it's exactly a myth. What I do know uh, through genetic analysis is I'm uh, not predisposed to be lean, Mm -hmm. it's just not there. I mean, uh, and if you go, if you go genetically through both both sides and all four branches of my ancestry, it just doesn't exist. You're not going to find that type anywhere.
2: No super lean string bean in your family.
1: No, (laughs) no, 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 not, not, not not even the really tall ones.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Probably come from like some sort of like Viking background, big, big guys or something.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, actually, actually I'm kind of a Euro much, so almost take your pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Anywhere yeah. in there. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's, so now's the part where we shift gears and we get to know more about Jocelyn as an individual. So we have a few fun questions along these lines. And the first is what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you?
2: Um, I would say not a lot of people know of my life before starting Game Change, and something about me. I used to be a bartender for eight years. But before okay. that, actually, when I graduated college, and this might be even more fun fact for listeners, is I actually up and moved to South America because okay. I was like, I didn't even know any Spanish. I'm just like, I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) And I went to Peru and it was amazing. I got really involved in the community there, helped build some hospitals and uh, really discovered my, that's where I discovered my my passion for helping people. And ultimately my long-term goal is I want to become a philanthropist. And I really do want to do a lot of nonprofit work and, you know, be a speaker around that. But Mm -hmm. I would say it's not too far off from people will be like, oh, I can see her doing that, but maybe they didn't know too much what led to that spark originally."
1: Wow, that is quite a thing. <laughs> I for some reason, for some reason I both can and can't imagine you as a bartender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> that was uh, honestly feels like another lifetime just cuz was like that was like a totally different version of Jocelyn, but Yeah. Um much, much more. Uh, I was still the same person, uh, just a little less cursing.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, oh, so, you know, um, this, this, this reminds me, uh, somebody told me once that uh, use of profanity is a, a sign of a lack of intelligence. I've been pondering it for years, and I can't figure out what the fuck they were saying.
2: <laughs> you know, I actually heard the opposite recently that it's a a trait of high achievers. Oh, it is. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> that yeah, 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 that uh that that um having a more nocturnal lifestyle and uh mm-hmm. being not exactly the most neat organized person when it comes to your living space. So I'm 3 out of 3. <laughs> All oh right.
2: Gosh, I, my my place is—if you saw it, it's insanely organized. You'd probably think I was a serial killer. <laughs> Everything's color coded.
1: You just moved there, and you just got a couch. Give it time.
2: That's true. That's very yeah. true. <laughs> I'm
1: uh, I'm 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 getting ready to move myself, so I get to go through what you recently went through. So anyway, um, what do you hope people say about you when they when you're not around to hear it?
2: Well, honestly, I. Um, I don't want to come off and be cliche. Like, I don't care what people think about me kind of Uh thing, but it took a lot of self work to get me to this place because I used to be someone who strongly cared about what people thought about me. I was a huge people pleaser and, Uh um, and it just kind of goes hand in hand and along with my journey. And, you know, I struggled with, lot of things around eating disorders and obviously that's a lot of work on yourself but it took a lot to get to this point I don't necessarily care but if they had to say anything I would just want them to see how passionate I am and just know that I'm true and authentic into what I do and I just give it all in whatever
1: I pursue fantastic if you could go back in time and change one thing you've done one thing you've experienced one thing that happened what would it be and why
2: going going again into like, Oh, it wouldn't be anything coming off. Uh. But the reason why I say that is just because, uh, I am truly happy with who I am as a human being. And I'm like, if I would have changed anything, maybe I wouldn't be exactly where I'm at. Everybody has a path and we all have different obstacles on our own path, even with fitness, even with personal, just finding your place in this world type of journey. You know, it's all meant to, to teach us a lesson. So even yeah. some of the stuff that is probably not the brightest times in my life, looking back, I, I wouldn't have changed it because something that you learn as um, as you become more and more of a high energy person is that your past changes. It no longer yep. becomes this thing that is negative when you think about it. It actually kind of like motivates you and pushes you to drive and push forward.
1: Yeah. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what question would you have for them?
2: So I wouldn't necessarily have a question, but I would definitely like to observe, like, some of these famous religious leaders. Just because I'm just like, I would like to see what they're really like. You know, because we have so many books about about them. But what were they really like? What was Jesus like? What was Uh Gandhi like? What was Buddha? I would just like to, like, observe them.
1: Yeah, well, if uh, this was the family feud, the number one answer would be Jesus Christ. If I were to take 150 <laughs> people or so who have passed through here in the year since we started this project, that would be the number one answer with a bullet. And one of the questions that I would have for him is uh, if, it was, if uh, all that stuff that happened in the Bible was literally true or mm-hmm. if that was the use of metaphor to describe things that they just didn't have the vocabulary for at the time. Uh, for for example, he, he seems like the type of guy where if he invited you out to uh, go hang out at a bar and then he realized he forgot his wallet, you could see him saying to the server, oh, that's okay, we'll just have water, and then turn to his buddy and say, <laughs> watch this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be amazing to have that kind of yeah. ability.
1: <laughs> It would it would certainly it would certainly save money uh, yeah, for the say. typical college student on Thursday night. I can tell you that.
2: I will have the chips and salsa and some water. Watch this, yes. guys! Step the fingers.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> five course meal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge?
2: Honestly, I used to think inwardly on this, and I realized that. Um, looking at myself to motivate me is not a great source of motivation. We should look at things that are, that are naturally drawn towards us that our energy naturally pulls towards. And for me, it's the community that I'm creating with, with game changer and also with my outside, outside organizations. I cannot talk. Um, That's all right. Just, (laughs) and it's just, uh, (laughs) Stumble sometimes. I got a list, yes. so sometimes it kicks in. <laughs> but I would definitely say it's the community that I'm creating and really helping these people and changing their lives.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I struggle over the words, that, and I'm, I, I'm not making this up. I actually really struggle with susceptible for some reason. If I try and do it, if I try and do a free form, I screw it up every time. Yet I can say anti-disestablishmentarianism and supercalifragilisticexpialidocious without any <laughs> effort whatsoever. All right. So you have a gift for our listeners and I'm going to share that with them in just a moment. But before I do that, in general, as we wrap up here and we have about a minute left, what is one thing that you would urge our listeners to do? What is one action you would encourage them to take as soon as they finish listening?
2: I would encourage them, you know, a lot of these people, if they're listening to me, you know, they want to start a fitness journey. I would encourage them to make a running list. And on this running list, you know, really think about why this is important to you down to a deep level and put yeah. it somewhere that you see every day and continually update this list. Whenever maybe you have a good workout and you just like something popped in your head, put it on the list. Remind yourself every single day because this is what will help keep you driven towards your goal it's there and it's reminding you about not just seeing your abs again, not just about getting a bigger (laughs) butt, but like what is seeing your abs and having a bigger butt going to do to you? Is that important? Because maybe uh, it'll give you that confidence to where you could go into the dressing room and not feel ashamed when you look at yourself in those bright dressing room lights.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, (laughs) All right, so for our people who are listening, who are not on our website looking in the show notes, who are out running, jogging, exercising, or whatever they're doing, I'm going to say this out loud twice. Everybody else, go down and click. It is uh, bit.ly. It's one of them bit.ly links, forward slash Fasting Formula Guide. bit.ly forward slash Fasting Formula Guide. This is a resource for you that will help you with the – use of, I believe it's intermittent fasting to help you on your journey. And it's one of many places you can start, but check this out, go sign up for it, download it for yourself. It's a real simple application. I think it takes like 10 seconds to fill out and then see how that resonates with you and how it can benefit you. And with that, Jocelyn, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education.
2: Thank you for having me, Adam. And it was great hopping on here and giving any kind of value that I can to your guests.